Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. gentlemen welcome back to the mental mastery alliance podcast today i have controversy uh, or something along the lines you know there is this beautiful ying to every yang that we do you know the implication that there is no darkness without the light there is no day without night there is no need for superheroes if there are no supervillains um, and in the truther community and in the questions community and in the community where everybody just kind of wants to know a little bit more about what's going on, we got people that are pro, we got people that are anti, we got flat earthers, we got concave earthers, we got globe earthers, we got Mandela lovers, Mandela haters, we got, we got them all. And everybody's in here doing their own thing and loving their own life and having a lot of fun. So this episode, ladies and gentlemen, is, it is conspiracy but it is also free thought and it is controversy. Today with me, I have Joey Rocha. He is um, predominantly anti a bunch of conspiracies. He's a debunker. Um, and why I find this fascinating is because if you think about life, there is a, a set of rules that we grow up with. And then we find some mysteries and some interesting things that go about. And there's all kinds of stuff. And then there's nefarious things. And then there's interesting things. And then there's all kinds of other different things. But they're out there and we can find these things. So some stuff you need to learn. Some stuff you need to remember. Some stuff you need to dismiss. And Joey steps in having come from the same neutrality that we all started with. And he stepped into conspiracy, and then he stepped into debunking. So, I want to know. And first of all, you know what? Never mind what I want to know. Joey, welcome to the show, and thank you for taking the time to to come to come on the show and and shoot the shit. Uh, you're welcome, and actually, thank you, actually, because um, I've been trying to voice my opinion on the Mandela effect, and I respect you very much. So, I really actually appreciate the time. Oh man, no problem at all. Um, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Mandela effect, one of our favorite guests is Brian Stavely. He is, uh, he's, he's an all around good dude, high energy, an all around good dude. We love him. Uh, and Joey, 
Joey's been at war with Brian uh, recently, and it entertains me. You know, I don't have a dog or, or, or a pony in the show, uh, but, you know, the backing and forthing and the aggression, it, I find it entertaining. So, so, man, what's your beef with the Mandela effect, first off? <laughs> well, okay, well, let me just clear it up. I have no beef with the Mandela effect, and I have no beef with Brian Stavely. I'm Just like you said, I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for like seven or eight years, and – I've noticed that if I want to get my point of view out there and people won't listen, sometimes you have to ruffle some feathers. Mm-hmm. And just like yourself, I have no dog in any race. As a matter as a matter of fact, I just let truth. My philosophy is, hey, let the truth uh, uh, tell us what is uh, what we should know and what we should not know. Mm-hmm. So you know, if there's peer-reviewed science or if there's um, evidence that that substantiates something, then let's look into it. Yeah. And if there's not proof, then I believe that it's muddying the waters. For example, my daughter's vaccine-free, healthy as can be, born at home. And from the research that I've done on vaccines potentially causing autism or autism spectrum, it's helped me and other people to not have vaccines in their life. Mm. So I love the truth community. I love what it's doing. I think it's not just knowing. It's how we can uh, help our other brothers and sisters around the world to know truths that can actually benefit us in life. So I don't have any dog in the race either. But the Mandela effect is, uh, as you'll see in today's show, uh, isn't real. There's there's no truth to it, and uh, we'll, we'll discuss that in the show today, though. Well, okay. So uh, my audience knows I absolutely adore the Mandela effect for the mystery that it could be, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and I love I again I love the conversations with Brian because he's always got something cool uh, to say and something that you know that does affect me. I remember, I like I know what he's talking about and I understand all that. So again, I'm interested to know the other side. I mean, now now that there is another side, you know that that it's been out there, I'm interested to know. Uh, the other side. So, um, if I jump over, most to- of them are really simple. Hmm. Most of them are really simple. Like, you know, there's so many Mandela effects. We could we could do two day show on this. Oh, yeah. But you know, like 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 for example, we can go over some ones that you want, whatever you want. But for example, like a lot of people will say that uh, Christopher Reeves is uh, a Mandela effect because they remember it as Christopher Reeves. So the easy explanation is. Do you know who the first Superman was? It wasn't Christopher Reeves. It, uh, Christopher Reeves is actually his real name. Mm-hmm. It was George Reeves. He was the original Superman. Mm-hmm. It's easy confusion there. Or some people say uh, FDR, the president, the 32nd president. What's his name? Franklin Delano Roosevelt, right? Yeah. Wrong. It's Franklin Delano Roosevelt. His wife's name is Eleanor. It's an easy mistake to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on and so forth. But um, those are just me giving some simple ones. I can debunk Dolly's braces, Ed McMahon, you name it. And um, I've done so thoroughly. The Volkswagen logo and much, much more. Well, we and got the reason why I'm adamant about doing it is because of the implications. So I think it's very interesting. But what they're claiming is one of a few things. Either CERN is bombarding particles, there's, uh, you know, and creating parallel universes and, par- and portals, or there's time travelers, or it's some type of magical power doing this. And so for somebody to be confused of whether Ed McMahon worked for Publishers Clearinghouse or not, and then to jump to CERN as bombarding particles, I think that that's muddying the waters in the truth community. So that's why I do it. Um, okay. Now, I remember Ed McMahon working for Publishers Clearinghouse. I remember the giant checks. Sure. <laughs> so so what's that What's that one? How, how does that one correlate? Okay, sure. So we'll do that one first. Um, so the Mandela effectors, they use this stuff called residue, which is actually just parody or people making uh, fun of something or making a mistake and they call it proof. Mm -hmm. So Ed McMahon, that's a great one. A lot of people think that that's proof that there's parallel universes and that CERN is bombarding particles. However, let's give a brief history on it to debunk 
Ed McMahon ever working for Publishers Clearinghouse. There's a 1984 commercial that anybody can look up right now on YouTube of Ed McMahon working for American Family Publishers. So yes, he did work for American Family Publishers. However, why do so many people think that Ed McMahon worked for uh, Publishers Clearinghouse? Well, here's the brief history on it. Publishers Clearinghouse was around long before American Family Publishers. And what they did is they were trying to get you to win money by signing up for magazine subscriptions. They made a whole lot of money on it. American Family Publishers realized that, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, American Family Publishers realized many years later that uh, Publishers Clearinghouse was very successful in this. So they sponsored Ed McMahon, who was a legend in his time, he was like a living legend, to promote their version of selling magazine articles. Now the two companies were competing against each other but they, as we know, competition helps. So most people didn't, the casual didn't know the difference between American Family Publishers and Publishers Clearinghouse. They just wanted to win a lot of money. So Ed McMahon, did he have big checks? Yes. Did he ever go to anybody's house? No, there's no proof of it. But American Family uh, Publishers Clearinghouse did. They went to people's houses all the time. So the confusion is, yes, there were people that showed up with checks plenty of times that was Publishers Clearinghouse. Ed McMahon, he did checks, but he never went to anybody's house. So there's a real simple one for you. <laughs> All right. All right. So we, we, we're, we're throwing the low balls here. Okay. So, I mean, I, I get, I, I sorry, the, the slow balls. Um, that, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Uh, but I, I mean, I, then, and then, so now, now we get into, into the brain. My brain remembers Ed McMahon. My brain also remembers the rap recently. That was like, I want my checks back. Ed McMahon's broke. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, it's just too. a parody. Like, like for example, uh, um, Sarah Palin famously said, I can see Russia from my backyard. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that that's what she said, except for she actually didn't say that. What she said was something very lengthy. But there was a Saturday Night Live skit where Tina Fey was portraying Sarah Palin, pretending to be really dumb and duncey, and she abbreviated what Sarah Palin actually said, and she said, I can see Russia from my backyard. So... The reason why I'm mentioning that is because a lot of people say stuff like, oh, you know, Darth Vader always said, Luke, I am your father. Well, that's not true. He said, no, I am your father. There's proof of it. And why do people remember that more than the Star Wars movie? Well, were you really paying that much attention to that line? Or are you paying more attention to Tommy Boy in the fan um, of Chris Farley saying, Luke, I am your father, or all the other parodies? The way the mind works is if, if you do some research in the psychology of the brain, we don't have a memory where we can pull up something and replay it. That's not how our mind works. What we do is we have to go back in time and capture it from what we think it was. For example, do you remember your passwords? Probably not. A lot of people forget them. It happens all the time. So we don't have a memory like we think we do where we can just draw back. It's based upon peer pressure, groupthink, and much, much more. And these parodies that people see plays a big factor in it. From what I remember about my memory is... Technically, as you dive into your own memories, you're not actually remembering the thing. You're remembering the last time you remembered it. Yeah. So, I mean, I get that. I get what you're saying too. And and you know, there's a ton. There's a ton of cases that can that could go either way. And like I said, I don't really, I don't particularly care. Like some of them, like you know, some of them you have to put a lot of effort into, and some of them blow your mind. Berenstein was absolutely Berenstein when I was a kid, and. And I don't know how to get around that one. And that's like the first one. That's like the big, the monolith for me. The other one too is, is C-3PO's leg. Just all of a sudden one day it was, it was, he was, he was multicolored. 
Another one that blows my mind is Australia. Why the F is Australia now uh, below or, or New Zealand is below Australia? You know, and and the, the Panama Canal, the, the North and South America. How come I remember the imagery of that, um, you know, in, 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 in a different place? Now that, you know, that's a strange it's one. It's called groupthink. It's called groupthink. And I'll explain to you because those are great questions, brother. Sure. So first of all, before I explain groupthink, let me ask you this question, and I'm sure I know the answer, but I'll ask you anyways. Hmm. Did the, the, the three or four questions that you just asked me about the Panama Canal and et cetera, et cetera, had you ever thought upon those ever before you heard about the Mandela effect? Um, only because of, of certain, I mean, I guess certain articles or certain things, and I guess I could have, you know, easily, the North and South thing, I could have easily taken pieces of different canals and different news stories and, and applied them. Um, but I do remember in most of my maps and most of everything, North America being directly above South America. Well, it's all about how they phrase it. So, for example, have you ever heard of daylight savings time? Yes. Well, in this reality, it never happened. There's never a daylight savings time. It's those small ones I don't care much for, like daylight saving or whatever. The other one was the Centers yeah, for and, Disease and Control. You, you, jumped, you jumped the case for me. It's daylight saving instead of savings. It's an easy grammatical error. Yeah. And, and, and To me, it's irrelevant. So these types of things yeah. are, are, are it's group things. So you've already been set up. And, and the thing is, the way comedy works, the reason why it's so successful in politics is once you get someone to laugh, they're basically agreeing with you. And the way group think works is once they've set it up for you to answer the question, now you've gotten the question wrong. You've heard of it, Right. So once you get the question wrong, now instead of saying, oh, it's just a simple error, it's actually saving, oh, no big deal. But if I set it up that there's CERN is bombarding particles and there's alternate realities and now it never was, now you're thinking, what? That's insane. That's crazy. So I've got your mind in a different space. I still don't think I am thinking that though. You know, so this this brings us back to, you know, the, the, the issue at hand here. Like, you know, these things are fun. Like the things like daylight savings and the things like the CDC or Centers for Diseases, Controls, Diseases, whatever the F they want to call it. I don't care. Right. Right. I don't right. care what it was. I don't care what it is. Um, there's a million of those things uh, that that change. Some of them really, really blow me away. Fucking Leonard Skinner, bro. Leonard Skinner changed its name. Right. So. That to me is is insanity. There's no way in my like in my mind's eye, the band that I listened to a lot growing up was not L Y N Y R D. You know, things like that really do grab me. And it's like, what the what the what? You know, again, right. Berenstein Bears. Berenstein Bears blows me away. Now, I also am, you know, a, 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 an avid enjoyer of all things freaky deaky. I grew up watching the X Files. I don't jump to CERN as creating um, alternate realities. I also don't believe that this reality is anything that we could possibly even imagine it to be. So, you know, my question again comes back to you being, <clears throat> what's your driving force for spending the time it takes to say to these people about Mandela that no? And are you... Are you are you debunking anything other than Mandela? Do you debunk flat Earth, globe Earth? Do you debunk what else? Do you debunk anything else? Uh, I debunk a few other things. I'm a flat Earther. I've been a flat Earther for eight years, promoting flat Earth. I promote that vaccines cause autism. I promote that we never went to the moon and other things that we can prove. Mm. The reason why I debunk stuff like Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, is Elvis Presley still alive and the Mandela effect, is because it muddies the water. So you're talking, we're trying to make a difference. This is the truth. We're trying to make a difference for promoting these that we call truths. 
So if you want to change the world, which is why we're, we're uh, ourselves out there, we don't want somebody muddying the waters, even if it's unintentionally. So that's my driving force is I don't want somebody promoting that the earth is flat or vaccines cause autism. And then someone saying, oh, you got some really good points there. And then you go and say, uh, Elvis Presley is still alive or the Mandela effect is real and, and you know stuff like that. And people go, oh, you're just kind of a free thinker or you're just open-minded or you're not all there. And so that's, I'm doing it for a public service for both the truth community because I want them to stay sharp. And I'm doing it because look, we're trying to wake people up. We're trying to wake them up and you're not going to wake them up by giving them uh, things that are untrue because as soon as they realize that there's no peer-reviewed evidence for what you're claiming they're going to think that all of the things that you've just claimed are no longer valid so that's my driving force well okay but, you know the, the the queen song you, you've heard that right the queen song we're the champions of the world uh yeah of course but before we get to that um how yeah. can how can how can you debunk that elvis presley i don't think he's alive now but i don't think he died when they said he died how can you debunk that? Where's the? How is that possible? Well, so here's what you have to do. For example, if I'm going to prove that the earth is flat or 9-11 was a controlled demolition, I have to give the proof. The burden of the proof is on the person that's trying to make the claim. Of course. Right? So, so you have to look for proof, first of all. That way we can have something to argue about. For example, do you think that 9-11 was a controlled demolition? Just a yes or no. <laughs> of course. Okay, great. So do I. So if I'm going to tell you that 9-11 is a controlled demolition and you're – and uh, or, or if I'm going to say that 9-11 wasn't a controlled demolition, right? Mm -hmm. I can make that claim. You have to give me something that's factual for me to debunk if you're the one making the claim. So if I'm going to say 9-11 is a controlled demolition, I could just simply say it came down at free fall speed, define the laws of physics. The only way that that could occur is with a controlled demolition. There's lots of proof of a controlled demolition. The man himself said, pull it. Plus there was the explosions, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there you go. And then we can debate upon something that I've given you peer-reviewed evidence for. So to make a, like I could say that there's there's gold at the end of rainbows. People have said that for the longest time, right? And if you're gonna, if you're gonna say to me, Joey, uh, how do you know that there's not gold at the end of rainbows? You can't debunk that. That's not a debate right there. There must be proof, substantiated proof for us to even delve into to decipher whether that's true or false. What so a claim is different than, than stating a fact. Okay. And, and that's why. So Elvis Presley, I mean, show me proof, and then we can go into it. Or uh, uh, Loch Ness Monster, show me proof, and then we can go into it. But not pictures, not a footprint. I want to see proof. Well, I'm not, the same thing with the Mandela effect. I'm not overly interested in, in Loch Ness. I mean, it could have been a floating log. It could have been anything. It, it was something that showed up, and and I believe it. You know, the controversy of it is is designed to um, is designed to to create. I mean, as you put it, muddying the waters, uh, but. There are there are truths and there are lies and there are mysteries and there are um, I think one of the funniest things was um, the Matt and Trey Parker South Park. There was an episode called The Hardly Boys where they tried to figure out who took a shit in the in the in the in the men's urinal. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and anyway, that was how it started, and then it parlayed out into uh, them in the president's office, and he's dropping clues. And the, the gist of the whole thing was we create the story. The story is real. Then there's the conspiracy. Then there's the created and the narrative and the anti and pro conspiracy. And George Bush is standing there going, we create it all. For those of you that don't want to believe this, we allow you to believe this, you know? And the story was told in such a fantastic way. Now back to Elvis Presley. I can't prove that he does exist, but I, at the same time, I would be shocked to think that he died the way he did. 
because there is a ton of evidence of people that quote unquote look like Elvis. There had been for years and years. It was everywhere. Elvis sightings were everywhere. So the the idea behind and when you tie in an Elvis and 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 a Tupac, for example, um, when you when you when you look at the fact that even back then, you know, right now it's difficult. It would be difficult to fake somebody's death because everybody in the world has a camera in their pocket. But back right. then, all they had to do was the, the the powers that be. You and I both. I, well, I assume you agree that there's about six people who run all of the media, mm. right? So if that's true, then back when Elvis died, all they had to do is say, "This guy's done. He's he's served his purpose. He's gotten his message out. And he's relieved of his contract. You know, fake his death, let him go. He's no longer sure. a, a puppet on a string. You know, and sure. that and that was pretty much how the how Tupac ended as well." You know, he's like, he yeah, got, sure. And the other, and, and the flip side of the coin is that, uh, taking Elvis Presley and Tupac, for example, two, uh, two, um, very, very, um, important figures that, uh, set trends and styles. So Elvis Presley, he had the curl and he had the hair and he had the look, uh, many guys, many men of that era. And later on tried to emulate his style to a T. And there was a lot of people that not only looked just like him, but that wanted to look exactly like him. Same thing with Tupac. Matter of fact, here in Hawaii, I live in Maui, I could have sworn that I saw Floyd Mayweather Jr. at the Kaahumanu Mall. I ran up to him, and he actually got a little bit offended that I thought he was Floyd Mayweather. But he looked exactly like him. I saw a guy just uh, two days ago, I do construction, and he's a new guy, and he I swear he looks like Jorge Rivera. I mean, Jorge Masvidal, but I know he's not. I mean, there's people that look just like him. So the confusion is very easy with that, especially when people are trying to look like Elvis or Tupac. Yes. So I understand what you're saying there. Um, but for me to, for me to say that he did, he, for me to say it unequivocally that he died the way they said he died. I, I would not say that. Um, no, I, I agree with you. Just like Dave Chappelle, I, in my opinion, from my research, I don't think that's the same Dave Chappelle. Yeah, so, 100%. you know, there I go contradicting myself, but you know, you have to take each one at, at, at its own merit. I, I agree with that. And that's kind of the point that I was getting to here. So, you know, when you, your, your, your intention to debunk um, Mandela, and mm-hmm. if you look at each and every one of them, you know, and you have been, you've been respectful towards it. Uh, it but, you know, the, the, the question, you know, that, that still sits with me is why was, like, why is it, is, a, is it a thing? There's a, there's a driving force behind why you've Fiona chosen Broome. this. Oh, Pardon for me? myself. Yeah. Well, remember, this is a new conspiracy. It's not like the flat earth that our ancient ancestors have been saying since the beginning of time. It's not like cantrails that people can see in the air. It's not like autism caused by vaccines that has been proven in clinical labs uh, you know, for, for, for decades and decades. This is a new thing that was popularized by supposedly Nelson Mandela dying twice, and Fiona Broom is the one who popularized it, and she also popularized the ghost are actually living beings from the other realities than that actually goes. So she's the one who popularized it and she's a little bit out there. So the reason why is because the Mandela effect, you know, honestly, if you look at it from a different pair of eyes and you haven't been kind of grouped in, talked into it, it sounds ridiculous. Whether you think Baron's like, like I'm gonna debunk Berenstein Bears for you when, whenever you're ready, but let's just say to your satisfaction, the Berenstein Bears hasn't been debunked. Let's just say that. How does one jump to the conclusion as a truther that whether it's CERN or whether it's magical powers or whatever you say, how can you jump to that conclusion? I don't. And that's my problem with it is that not you, but m- the majority of the Mandela effect community has some type of magical or mysterious reason for it other than, hey, let's figure out why it was changed if it was. 
hmm, is there something nefarious? Were they trying to hide something? Was it a copyright issue? I just don't like the fact that the majority of them say it's some type of magical power or it's CERN or God's doing it or the devil's doing it or et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, if they're if you're gonna tell me the devil's doing it, like man, uh, and and that's how I started this episode. There needs to be evil for good to exist. Bottom line, that's called contrast. It's the only way it works. The Bible says that. Um, yeah, the Bible also says "line in the lamb." So no, there's it doesn't. Another. I'll debunk that one for you when you're ready to. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's jump into Berenstein Bears. How did this? Okay. How did this ruin my life? Because <laughs> this is where it started well, for me. You know. Sure, and that's where most people start was with Berenstain or Berenstein Bears. Now, so do you remember the cartoon? Like, do you remember like any of the episodes, what happened, or your favorite character, or anything like that? Um, I remember, I remember the books as a kid. I remember the books being uh, in and around my sister's room. I remember that. Do you ever read them? Or they were read to us, read to okay, us. Okay, yeah. great. So, so most kids didn't pay attention to the to the uh, author's name or the title or specific uh, passages. They just remember little little bits. And that doesn't mean that I'm debunking it whatsoever. I'm just stating a fact. How the brain now, so works. The Berenst- no, and that's all part of it. That's why we're here, for sure. Yeah. So the Berenstain or the Berenstain Bears, uh, here's what they do is they have some residue. The residue proving whether – and remember, there's different ways to, to spell Stein. You know, Albert Einstein, uh, uh, the Stains. You know, it's a Jewish name. There's just different variations of it. Like there's Roca and Rocha. I'm, I'm Mexican, and there's different – pronunciations and different spellings of my last name as well, right? So there's different ways to say it. And in the intro to the cartoon of the Berenstain Bears, they're singing it in a southern accent. And it honestly, when they say it, they say Berenstain, Berenstein, Berenstein. They're just singing it in a country kind of southern accent all over the place. There's no way to even know. But the residue that they uh, the Mandela effectors use is that they show some TV guides that show Berenstein instead of Berenstain Bears. And they use that as a residue. There are so many misprints in, um, in uh, what's that called again? Uh, I forget because I haven't used it anymore. What is that called when you used to flip through the, the, the paper to see what's playing on TV? I forget what that's called Didn't again. Didn't you just Sorry. say TV Guide? TV Guide. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been so long. Um, but anyways, there's a lot of misprints in there. And so those misprints, they use that as their residue to say that there you go, there's proof. Well, there's so many misprints in there. How can you actually use that as proof? So Berenstain or Berenstein, was it ever changed? Let's go to the to the evidence of it. Is there any uh, factual evidence that we can use besides a couple of misprints in TV guides? There's not. There's none. So how do we jump to that? We're just basing it off of what we think it might be. Now, that's where groupthink comes into play. I wish we had a whole hour for groupthink. But it's kind of like groupthink is like this. You know how your parents always said, if everyone jumped off a cliff, would you do it too? And they kind of say it sarcastically, but the truth is we would because human beings are like sheep, you and me included, right? Hopefully you a lot less than me, but we all are like sheep. It's called groupthink. And when you're in a conversation and a few people say it, it becomes your own memory. Your, it, it becomes yours. And that's the way that memory works. It's called groupthink. So yeah. maybe I haven't debunked Berenstain Bears to your satisfaction. Um, and, I, and it's really hard for me with some of them because it's just so, uh, in my mind, silly. But there are some like Dolly's Braces, or I think there was another one that you mentioned, Lion and the Lamb, that I can actually go through the historical documents and prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt. Well, I, I had a laugh because I was actually on the phone, or I was actually doing a podcast with my priest, and we got him with the Lion and the Lamb. Because he said, he's... We oh, let's it. talk about that. He, got, he had let's it. Let's talk about that. He knew exactly that it was the Lion and the Lamb. And then he said it was in 
it was in two parts of the Bible that it was actually this that was said and then that was also said. And then he checked. The guy's got an iodetic brain, you know, essentially mm -hmm. for like the Bible. He's been through it so many times. He went back and it was different. So he remembered it different in his mind than what was written. So I don't know how that. Okay, so let, 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 let's just let, let me help you out with that because that's common. Uh, a lot of pastors, a lot of normal people misquote a lot of things on accident because of parody. So let's explain that one. There's a Christian song called The Lion and the Lamb. Now, in the Bible, it never says the lion and the lamb or the wolf and the lamb. What it says is the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the lion shall dwell with the calf. That's in Isaiah. The reason why it says that, now here's why it's so important and here's why it's so easy to debunk. First of all, the Dead Sea Scrolls has, has it showing the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the lion shall dwell with the calf. So that's, that's the oldest uh, um, piece of literature that we have. But besides that, it doesn't even make sense if the lion shall dwell with the lamb because you have to read that whole sentence and you see that in that sentence it's showing you that natural predator and prey in the end times will be at peace with one another so why do people who herd sheeps have wolf dogs well they're called sheep dogs but they're they also call wolf dogs because they're there to protect the sheep from the wolves you see lions are not even in the same area as sheep are so they wouldn't be prey to one another a calf is and what that Bible verse is saying, and all through Isaiah and all through the Bible, it keeps on giving the metaphor of the wolf and the lamb, because that passage is giving natural predator to natural prey being peace in end times. So does it make sense if we now think back, like, wait a minute, so there's not even sheep where lions reside. It's wolves and sheep. It's lions and lambs. And that's why they use that. And plus, it's all throughout the Bible. Wolf shall dwell with the lamb. So the easy mistake is because there's a song, a Christian song called The Lion and the Lamb, which is about God, Jesus, and his people. So people take it out of context. Um, so if you get the real uh, literature on it, and you can even go to uh, Biblica Circa from 1614 and many other passages where you can see it always says, the wolf shall dwell with the lamb. Now you'll see some people doing pictures where they have a lion sitting with a lamb. Again, that's a Christian song. It's very popular. It's, it's, it's saying in every church, the lion and the lamb. It's a very popularized verse. So why do people get it confused for that very reason? But in reality, it doesn't make sense if a lion were to dwell with a lamb because they're not natural prey predator. And that's what that entire verse is about, is showing that the natural prey and predator at end times will actually be at peace with one another. Hmm. I, for that, you know, again, it, it, it sounds good, <laughs> but I'd have to have my pastor on the line to, to, to double that down. Uh, I, and, I, and, and I think that's a great thing for you to do. I've done this with some people who in the community of Mandela, who uh, they may not be pastors, but they're Christians, or they know somebody who's a pastor, and they debated me on it very briefly. And I explained it to them just as I explained to you, and they go, oh, my God, that makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? As soon as I explain these things to people with the logic behind it, because I put in hours and hours of research to debunk this. Everybody, you know, if they're actually into the Bible. Now, I don't know about you. Did you grow up reading the Bible? Maybe or maybe not? No, I I, I went to Catholic school, but I um, it, it basically, it turned me against all religion. So Yeah, well, well, check this out. Whatever your, your favorite book is, I don't know if you have a favorite book or any listeners have a favorite book, ask them to memorize a certain line or go to a page and what does it actually say there? They're going to paraphrase it. They're gonna, that's just what happens. We don't have photographic memories. And even people that claim to don't have photographic memories. There's proof. 
Nobody has a photographic memory. Some people have better memories than others. It's a called association. You're able to associate things, and that's how you pull from your memory bank. So I hope that that was a great explanation for lion and the lamb, why people would say that. Because look, first of all, the Bible never even says lion and the lamb. It says, if anything, if the Mandela effectors were right, it would say lion shall dwell with the lamb, which it doesn't. It says wolf will. And it only makes sense because natural prey and predator at the end times are resting with one another. There are no sheeps where lions reside. Sheep herders have wolf dogs or sheep dogs to protect their sheep from wolves and calf is a major predator being preyed on by the predator of the lion and the lioness. And the Dead Sea Scrolls show wolf shall dwell with the lamb. So do the Biblical Circa and many other famous uh, paintings. So the lion and the lamb is a Christian song. Interesting. So, I mean, yeah, I would, again, I would, I would have to touch base uh, with that. I mean, and and that's not, you know, not even necessarily, you know, where I want, would want to go with that. I mean, I was never right. overly into the into, into the the Bible as it were, but I found that fascinating. I I loved it the is article. Interesting. I loved the because if it could change the Bible, that's pretty powerful, right? Well, okay. So I mean, my 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 queries with the with the Mandela effect, because the Mandela effect was basically you know one of the the, the most recent ones that I looked into, and yeah, I wondered you know why is it called Mandela? You know why is it why 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 is it so recent? Um, you know the fact that it exists is an interesting conundrum uh it exists for a reason i don't know why um i'm i'm you know i'm fascinated again with you know with the people that push it uh and the and again guys like you who debunk it um you know and and the time that you take to do these things like i don't have you know my journey didn't bring me down that road uh, obviously i'm interested in asking questions i'm interested in, in a lot of stuff and to any of our listeners to any of the new listeners that have heard us both glaze over flat earth um, like as if it's just pretty standard par for the course. Uh, I don't believe in flat earth. Um, I used to, uh, have me on in the future to talk about flat earth and not this show, but have me on in the future. I, I, that would be great. Well, that's wh- my passion. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to ask you some questions about it. There's no, okay, great. no need to, because we can jump all over everything. This wasn't, this wasn't a Mandela attack. I mean, I'm fascinated. Like I no. said, that, that you, that you, that you go to your way to debunk because, I don't know. Again, I don't know anyone that's like we're all gonna fucking die because of CERN because of Mandela effect. Right. I think I think the fact that you know you're saying if you think about it this way, you're like Mandela effect. The Mandela people that believe in Mandela effect are jumping to CERN and 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 that's muddying the waters. But yes, the weird thing about you debunking the Mandela effect is the fact that the Mandela effect exists and came out of nowhere. Right. Because well, it didn't come out of nowhere, but we can actually trace its roots to Fiona Broom, who's the one who everybody admits she's the one who coined the term, who popularized it, who came up with Nelson Mandela and everything. So she and and if you didn't know this, there's the Bette Midler effect. There's all kinds of differing effects that people talk about. It's not just the Mandela effect. Yeah, there's was, all kinds of things that people point as effects. It was called something as well before the Mandela effect. I can't remember what it was called, but it, they say it's been around since forever. Um, so yeah, uh, the, the origins, it wasn't the man, the name Mandela effect in the Mandela effect community will claim that as clout, but in reality, can they back that up is as far as anybody knows who's researched it as far as traceable, where we can actually put our finger on it. It's Fiona Broom. And, and when anything's brand new, you always have to question it a little bit harder when something's been around for a while, then, you know, you still must question it, but at least it's got a little bit more validity. 
because it's past the test of time. So how much time do you think that you're going to put into? Because like you said, you've been kicked off Facebook. You know, if you're out there busting balls, how much time are you going to put into this? Like what's when you say you don't have a dog in the in the in the race, you know, what what is what is it to you? Because you've said, you know, we jump to to CERN and alternate realities, but you know, why can't there be alternate realities? Why can't CERN well, be opening up be. doors? There could be. I would like to see proof. And and, and so that's 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 all I'm asking for is proof. Okay. And for some reason the Mandela effectors, they won't debate anybody. You know, nine eleven controlled demolition, they'll debate. Vaccines cause autism, they'll debate. Even abortion is murder, they'll debate. Um, there's all kinds of things that people will debate on. But there's nobody who will debate Mandela effect because they they, they won't allow for the criticism. So so my intention is this. You know, have you ever heard of, you know, a mixed martial artist like, you know, somebody who commentates like Joe Rogan or, or Eddie Bravo or somebody, they will say that they can't stand it when they hear somebody saying, oh, my instructor's uh, moves are so lethal, he couldn't even be in the UFC because he'd kill somebody. It's like, come on, you're, 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 you're muddying the sanctity of the mixed martial arts uh, community as well as the, the, um, the history of it by saying ridiculous statements that are untrue and unprovable. Same thing, I believe in the truth community with all my heart, I've done my best to promote 9-11 as a controlled demolition and much, much more. And so for something to come around that's gonna muddy the waters, it's my duty, it's inside of me, I can't even help it. Like, trust me, I don't wanna debunk the Mandela effect, I wish it went away already, but until it does, I won't go away. So I, I don't know if that explains it very well. You know, I, it does actually, it does explain it. It's a personal, it's, it's, it's a it's integrity of the movement. I want the truth movement to be truth that we can prove. Uh, nothing can really be proven. I can prove. And so can you, that nine 11 was a controlled demolition. We can use the laws of physics and much, much more. Now, were there planes or no planes? Now that's getting into conspiracy, you know, whatever your opinion is on it. But regardless of that, it was a controlled demolition. Well, in theory, that's we can't that. even prove that because the building's long gone. You know, so we yeah, would, we but, would, they'd say the things like you would yeah. need this. And then, you know, you, you could, you could attack anybody because there are people who debunk controlled demolition. So there are guys like you that are they out there do it successfully. debunking controlled demolition. But they, yeah, but they here's don't do the it weird successfully. thing. Nine eleven took place obviously like 20 years ago. And there are still communities out there where guys are like, no, it's real. It's real. So yeah. what's your take on that? Do you think that those are bots? Do you think that those are trolls? Do you think that those are real people? That, or or no. or what like what do you think those people that are debunking the controlled de like the people that are uh, I guess the term would be pro official story they're actively yeah. still on Facebook defending the official narrative what's your take on those mm -hmm. people uh, well a lot of them are very patriotic which God bless them I'm a patriotic person myself but a lot of them are patriotic and the fact that people claim that it could have been our government which I see that's why I never get into that I just say it's control I stick to the facts that I can guaranteed prove. But I think a lot of times what happens is that people hear what they're saying and they're like, okay, so, so, okay, controlled demolition, who do you think did it? They ask more questions. And then when it comes down to, I think it was our government or I think it was Israel or the Jews or whatever people start saying, or Illuminati, then it gets into patriotism or you're just crazy. So they're like, I'm not gonna listen to a word you say. And that's why I think that if 9-11 being a controlled demolition, people just stuck to that and didn't try to accuse who did it or anything, I think we'd get a lot further if we can just stick to the facts and not go on theoretical philosophies. And that's why I think that that occurs is because people, like let's, let's just say to you, um, I told you that your mom is not your mom and um, I have DNA proof. And you're like, wow, that's pretty interesting. And I said, yeah, actually uh, not only that, but I think she slept around with uh, all kinds of men 
and uh, she was a drug addict. And you're just like, you know, dude, get out of here. You know, I, I've just offended you. And a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Once you, once a, mind, a person's mind is shut off, stubbornness kicks in. And that's what I believe it is due to. So that's why I am, and, and that goes back to the Mandela effect. I believe in the purity of the truth uh, movement. I don't go to uh, theories unless I state, hey, I have a theory. What do you guys think of this? You know, other than that, I stick to facts when it comes to the truth. So how come you, uh, just out of curiosity and uh, moderately off topic, why are you, why are you banned for, uh, from, from Facebook? Um, I always get banned. I mean, it's just normal. A lot of people get banned on Facebook. Um, my, uh, I have a lot of people that don't like me and they report me all the time and it could be for a plethora of things. Maybe I said COVID-19 is a H-O-A-X or maybe I said, you know, who knows what I said, right? But there's just people who, uh, you know, this, the goal is to get me to get in trouble and so, we were, we you know, were, who knows what it's for? Oh, I know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It was a good question in my opinion. Like we were the first, we were the first wave to get wiped off of Twitter. We were in that wave. So we were gone off Twitter. Uh, and we, right. I never gave a shit to get back on that. I mean, uh, it, right. it, you know, I, you know, basically I'm running two separate entities, but they're the same one. Like my, you know, the whole purpose of what we're doing is motivation, break people free, depression, anxiety, right. and all that shit comes from the lies that we've been told. Amen. And, Amen. and that's what we push. We push, you know, uh, we push prosperity. So the conspiracy theories that we talk about are like, these are the eye opening things. Um, mm -hmm. the Mandela effect to me was always a really fun one. It still is. I mean, I'm still going to look fun. into it. Even, even to me, it's fun. Now, even though you hear me debunking it, here's what I always say about the Mandela effect. Even though I debunk it, here's what I say good about it. I like the fact that it gets people open-minded to start who normally wouldn't be delve into, into, uh, conspiracy theories, we call it. And it gets them to actually, and it's something that I actually like about the Mandela effect is, is that it gets normal people who wouldn't be conspiracy minded to say, hey, oh, that's pretty interesting. Fruit of the Looms. I remember the, the cornucopia basket or Fruit Loops. Oh, yeah, I thought it was, you know, F-R-U-I-T. And then they start listening to 9-11s and controlled demolition or vaccines cause autism, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's something I like about it. It's kind of like a gateway into the what I consider real truths. So, you know, I think the Mandela effect is super interesting. It's very witty. Uh, to me, it's like a game show. That's all it is. You know, notice they always ask you a question first. Judgment. Did it have one E or two E's? They've already set you up. Yeah, so not always. Not, not always. I'm also like a, I'm, I'm also an avid understander of the brain. You wouldn't know it by the way I form sentences sometimes. But, uh, you know, it to me. I can tell by your goatee you're an avid, uh, avid thinker. Yeah. I like to uh, I like to I like to change things up a little bit. Man, it's, it's quarantine, bro. I'm in Toronto. All right. So. We have literally been on under a stay-at-home order for like 18 months. It's been absurd. I haven't been able to go to the gym. I haven't been able to do anything. I've been able to grow this here mega goatee. So you look like you still got your six-pack. No, no, I got a Bruiser Brody shirt on, but that's about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, 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 I work at the house. I do everything at the house now. But I mean, you know, to not go to gyms, we've got, you know, we've got this. This is the other thing too. Like, so when we talk about, I can tie this in. When we talk about um, vaccines and when we talk about how, you know, we're on complete lockdown and if you mention it, you get in trouble on any social media. If you go right. against the science, I'm doing air quotes, ladies and gentlemen, you get in trouble for questioning the science, right? Right. This is the same shit, you know? So, so when, you know, I question everything, I ask everything. I've got, you know, I've got answers You know, for the most part. I've got answers as best I can, but there are no legitimate answers. And when you say 
when when you say there's a lot of like what you've said about you know vaccines cause autism there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of paperwork out there that proves that but it ain't right. in any of the mainstream sources it's not on google right. it's nowhere right just like right. just like the aids epidemic uh, for the most part was more than likely probably a test run oh, yeah. for a lot of other things oh, yeah. but there's no proof Same of page. that there's no there's no you know there's no documentation as it were you right. know so these the mandela effect to me it 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 seems to run in the same circles there's the things that we believe in there's no proof and anything that we could sort of use as proof in that sense people will say you're crazy for using that right now we sitting and and this is the most pivotal spot right here we're sitting in uh, in, in ontario in toronto canada a spot where they're saying we need to hit a certain amount of numbers vaccine numbers to get um, to, to get things opened up. We have to have 50% of the public. And I know full well that there's so many people out there that are like, this is bullshit. We're not doing this. But oh, yeah. what you're seeing now is you're going to start, like what you're seeing now is you're seeing double speak. So you're seeing all of these things being said. You're seeing all of this stuff going down. And then so all of the documentation and sort of what you're talking about and what you need, what you're talking about is fake. So anything that could be offered up as documentation is now fake. It's yeah. bullshit, right? So all of the mainstream things that we could use to uh, be pro or anti, all of it is fake. And how do how do you and I prove that it's fake if we can't do anything about it? And if we try to do something about it, we're kicked off social media, right? I say right. these things and I bring these points up because it's the same thing technically with Mandela. There is no I proof. I, I know. I know you do, but you've spoken. So now I speak. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I'll tell you why at the very end, because they use residue and not proof. And, and there's a big difference between residue and proof. But I'll let you continue. But that's no, not my problem. There's I, no proof. There's residue. Well, there's no... There, okay, so there's no proof that this vaccine is safe, yet they make right. us believe it is. There's no proof that we need to take these things for them to open up our shit. There's no proof mm-hmm. of any of this stuff, but they ram it down our throats. Right. right. There's also no proof that it, there's no proof to warrant me thinking that there's something nefarious about this vaccine. There is no proof. If I was 100% a Kool-Aid drinker, there is no proof. Why wouldn't I take the shot? Hell, I've gotten the flu shot every year. I've done this. I've done that. You know, I want to see my grandparents. I want to travel. Give me the fucking shot. Let me get the hell out of here. Right? Mm -hmm. There's no proof either way in that sense. So, you know, when I think about this sort of stuff, like I'm left to my own devices when it comes down to what I want to know about this vaccine, what I personally feel about this vaccine. I, I have to take into account a, like a small piece of a million different things. And that is the same to me. That is the same as the Mandela effect, right? Because there are things that people have talked about. And then there are things that I have come across on my own and the way my brain works, it works very synonymous with that shit ain't right. So for the same reason, I feel like you feel that this COVID vaccine is nefarious. Um, I feel that Leonard Skinner didn't fucking spell their name that way. <laughs> right. You know? So to me, there's validity to the Mandela effect. And there's a ton of it. Jane Goodall, for example, died in my, in my era where I came from. She, I, I, I vividly remember her dying. Now, there you may have one for that, and, and I could listen to it because I also believe 
that our brains play tricks on us, right? Yeah. Because I also, now to jump quickly from that into this, into Flat Earth, have gone through Flat Earth. Now, for my audience, for my newer audience members, I'm going to address this right now so that it doesn't appear that I have incoherent ramblings and am self-proclaimed anything. The globe earth, ladies and gentlemen, doesn't make sense once you get past the fact that gravity is made up and water doesn't bend. Two simple things. And then everything else falls apart. Planes don't dip when they fly. There's no mountain of water between me and Britain. You know, there's, it's, it's fucking absurd. So what comes next? Flat earth. Cool. So flat earth is like, here's flat earth. I'm like, well, this makes sense. That makes sense. This makes sense. But there's a ton of shit on flat earth that does not make sense. If you're looking at it based on the map, flat earth does make sense. If you understand that literally everything that you know about where we are is fucking bullshit. Um, which leads to bigger questions. You know, where are we? What's the dome? Is there a dome? What's Operation Fishbowl? What's Operation Paperclip? What's Operation High Jump? You know, what are these things? What's Operation Mockingbird, ladies and gentlemen? If you haven't looked into any of these things, we've got Fishbowl, Mockingbird. We've got High Jump. We've got, is there anything you want to add to that? Anything that they can just take a peek at? Um, I, I, you did a great job. So once we get past that, we think about, we hear people talking about Concave Earth. And I'm like, okay, well, well, that's kind of fun too. So how does that work? And does high jump tie into concave earth? Are we in a hollow earth? Are we in realms? Are we sitting somewhere on an Asgardian tree in bubbles? You know, is where are we, right? So the bottom line is there's no proof that we're on a flat earth because we could be on a ball, but it doesn't seem like we would be. And if we were on a ball, it would be fucking massive. Mind my language. Um, like 800 million times the size that they're saying it is. So the ball just doesn't make any sense. The dome, maybe the inside makes sense because maybe we're in a piece of cheese somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Flat Earth. Uh, it looks like we may have lost Joey here. He's completely frozen. Oh, no, I hear him. So Flat Earth. Um, flat Earth makes sense visually. And yeah. when you look at distances and when you look at all this sort of stuff, Flat Earth makes sense. But then... If flat Earth does make sense, and, and and I'll ask you about this one because if you're if you're still a staunch flat earther, I'm I have a few questions. Um, sure. So, you know, flat Earth makes sense again. Like I said, visually, the sun is going away from you. You can you know the if you're an artist, you understand the lines and and, and all this sort of shit. Um, my take on the whole thing is that we are actually inside a simulation. Um, you know. And this comes from science, the science that we were given, which is also part of the simulation, but the science dictates that the smallest known molecule for the longest time was the atom. And the atom was deemed the building block of society, the building block of everything. I am made from atoms. The water I drink is made from atoms. The computer I'm using is made from atoms. The the goatee is made from atoms. I'm atom and I'm made from atoms. But inside the atom is quarks, quarks, and quasons, which means that it's energy that builds the atom. Therefore, where we are is not a matter or solid-based entity. It is an energy-based entity. If the building blocks of solidity are actually energy and space, then there are bigger questions. So I 
believe that the realm in which we're standing on is flat, but I don't believe that we are flat earth because there just simply to me isn't, you know, I mean, if you want to go into the Bible, there's, you know, the waters above as above, so below they talk about, you know, the flooding, they talk about how, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, so my, my question to you then is you're a flat earther. So where are we? <laughs> where are we? What in the research that you've done, what have you, what have you figured out? Well, I've done my own research and I've also, um, I, I like to stick to peer reviewed science, uh, laws of physics, and then your own research as well. So I'll just give three main ones. I'll debunk gravity for you, which is impossible. Um, and I'll give you two flat earth proofs that, uh, could be proven beyond a shadow of a doubt by you or anybody else. Mm-hmm. Okay, so gravity is is their claim on a ball. Of course, you'd have to have it. Uh, Sir Isaac Newton, uh, theoretical philosopher. People don't know that's what he was. He was a theoretical philosopher, a young man. Anyways, he theorized when they were saying that the Earth is a globe because everyone else thought it to be flat before that time. He said, well, maybe at the core of our Earth, maybe there's some type of magnetic pull. It's pulling things in, in all directions toward the center of it. Right. And so what traditional science says now is that the earth is some 25,000 miles in circumference and some 3000 plus miles at the core, at the radius, there is a molten, mostly iron magnetic um, uh, metals. Right. And it's about 10,000 degrees. That's that's what they say. So then what I do is the same thing with any other truth. I use the laws of physics. So if they're saying that it's magnetic, well, let's just prove whether it's magnetic or not, because that's their claim. So they say that the Earth's core is some 3,000 miles, which they've never put a thermometer, but let's just take their word for it, mm-hmm. is 10,000 degrees. It's mostly iron and it's magnetic. Well, there's a law in physics called the Curry-Weiss law. And that law states emphatically that all metals at or above 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit lose their magnetic susceptibility, rendering them unmagnetic. So let's go back to the claim of their part of their gravity explanation, which is that the Earth's uh, uh, iron molten iron and other metals and that it's magnetic. Well, they say it's 10,000 degrees. That's 10 times over the Curry-Weiss law. You take any magnet on earth and you expose it to heat over a thousand degrees, it will no longer stick to your refrigerator. So there you go, there's their gravity one. And there, I, I could do a whole bunch more, but, uh, and then for the flat one. I can the, add to the that. Factor. There's two things I can add to that. First off, the magnets you talked about. Ladies and gentlemen, I've heard this, I don't know if it's true, but you can take a fridge magnet and stick it to your arm if you've been shot with the vaccine. Check that out. I don't know if that's true. If it is true, let me know. I, I debunked that one. Oh, that's that's not true? Oh, okay. Well, it was here's a fun Here's one. why. Here's why. I'd never heard Think it. Think about it. Think about it. Any amount of noise, that any amount of metal wouldn't be enough for a refrigerator mat to stick to your arm anyways. And then the small people had uh, it, shown how, uh, how it was done. Anyways, and the reason, the draw for it, well, people have a lot of reasons to do it for popularity, for whatever reason, but also people who are truthers who don't want people to get the vaccine, and I, I love that they're trying to promote against the vaccine, but they're willing to say that the ends justify the means, and they're willing to use a scare tactic they know is not true, to scare away people from the vaccine thinking that they're doing something good, but in reality, the truth is the only thing that's good, you know? 100%. Uh, uh, you have to operate with truth. integrity. If you're not operating with integrity, everything's yeah. a waste. Um, another, yes. another, do another fun debunking that you can do or that anyone can do with regards to gravity. Cause I'll absolutely debunk that all day long, uh, is, is clouds density and buoyancy is the two main things oh, yeah. that in, initially immediately without even, without even, you know, just opening your front door density and buoyancy debunks gravity right there. 
Um, yeah. You know, so it, it like, think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Gravity holds your car to the ground, but can't pull a drop of dew off a blade of grass. So um, there, it, there's too many questions. To that now, what were your other two flat Earth points? I want to hear this. I love this stuff. Sure. Okay. And and r- remember, I can go on for days about this if you ever wanted to. So up to you if you want to ask. Well, what am I? I just don't want to bore you or your. Audience. Oh gosh, no, no. One of my one of my best boat, um one of my one of my most uh favorite episodes, one of the most entertaining ones I did was I actually had uh, I had Matt on from ODD TV, Matt Porcella. Oh, what a legend! Yeah, what we a did, legend. We did a yeah, uh, we did a massive episode, like two and a half hours, maybe even three hours, but it was a lot of fun. He's a living legend. Good uh, ODD TV, right on. Um, so okay, so boats disappearing over the horizon—that's what they use as proof for the globe. So what you got to do is use their look at their proofs, see if you can debunk their proofs. And that doesn't mean that they're flat. That means first you're debunking their proofs, and then you got to give your facts. So here we go. They say that boats uh, disappearing over the horizon due to our eyesight is proof that the Earth is going over the curve because uh, a ball 25,000 miles in circumference at some point objects will disappear because. Uh, on a ball 360 degrees, every angle of incidence, if you do a 360 degree circle, will be falling from you at a measurable and detectable level. So yeah. at about 20 miles, a boat will disappear from your viewpoint. It also so it also makes people, you also have to, if, if you're going to believe in the globe in that sense, you also have to assume that at every point in every movement you make, you're on the top of it. You're on the yeah, top no, of the globe. It's, it's insanity. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, so boats disappearing over the horizon. Well, you can take my word for it. You can watch YouTube videos. Or if you're lucky enough, you live somewhere near the water where you can actually just use. You don't even need binoculars. You don't even need a telescope. You can use your camera phone and just magnify it. You know, you, you enlarge it, right? So over here in Hawaii, we have mats and boats that import and export everything. So there's an island called Magic Island where all the uh, mats and boats come in and out of. And so I took a group of my friends, the Matson boat sailed all the way out. I brought with me a cheap $125 telescope and I focused in on it on my own. All my friends were watching the Matson boat go and then it disappeared over the horizon. And uh, all my friends were like, wow, yeah, it's gone, it's gone. So okay, come over here and look in the telescope. Now we got the number on the boat, we got the crates number so we can identify that it was that same boat just in case. And it was the exact same boat. What does that mean? That means that our eyes, your eyes, my eyes, everyone's watching their eyes, you can only see to a certain point. That's why there's things called binoculars, telescopes, and, and enlarging it. Now, when you enlarge that, that boat, you'll see it comes back into full view, proving that the Earth is not a ball 25,000 miles in circumference. Maybe it's a ball 80,000 miles in circumference, but definitely not 25,000 miles in circumference. And then, well, how do we know it's flat? Well, Kansas, Florida, and 13 other states that I'm aware of in the U.S. alone, when they were measured, they were measured completely flat. Now, a lot of people say, what do you mean? There's mountains, there's valleys, there's rivets. Well, yeah, you take a piece of paper and you put it under an electron microscope, or you take a razor blade and you put it under an electron microscope, you'll see the same thing, rivets and valleys. All's level means, or all's flat means, is that from, just like sea level, from point A to point B, you're going to get a straight line. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you can go all over the world and see measurements of the earth being completely level. Of course. And then the motion of the earth that's i mean that's just a, a slam dunk they say that earth is spinning faster than the speed of sound uh you know you take a helicopter you, or, or a drone and you hover it in the air for for 10 hours and then you land it back down well by all means and intensive purposes it should be in china or yeah. it should be somewhere else in the world but it lands right approximately where it started from because the earth is not in motion but our atmosphere experiments that prove that as well our atmosphere is also spinning at the sound of speed with us so of course blah 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 uh, the funny thing too about that is people don't realize, you know, the 
the well, that's, that's obviously a debunkable one because if the if that's true, it'd have to be spinning at the opposite direction of the Earth spinning to to uh, create an equilibrium for that. But if that was true, then we would have winds that are going thousands of miles per hour. Also, why do we have winds that sometimes are five miles per hour? Sometimes they're going to the south. Sometimes they're going this direction. It, it just like gravity, it's it it makes no sense once you apply laws of physics and peer-reviewed science to it. Yeah, not to mention the fact that if you're standing on the equator or you're standing at the North Pole, you would have an entirely different feel to the spin of where you were. And the Nile, the Nile River, at some point would have to be flowing uphill if it were actually on the globe. That's a great point. That's a great point. So there's there's so many. I mean, there's there's like you would really have to, you would have to, I would love somebody to prove to me that there's that we're on a globe. I want to talk to I want to talk to Bill Nye, the actor. I want to talk to what's his name? The Earth is shaped like a pear. I want to talk to that guy, Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I want to talk to one of these guys and be like, "Yo, get on the show." But they won't. They won't talk to That'd me. Be about great. That. Um. So where are we? Where where well, in your where are we? In your opinion, you know, you've obviously done the flat Earth thing, so the Earth is flat. Makes sense to me. But where are we? Where do you think we are? Uh, that's a great question, and, and that's for us to ponder over. Um, some people, it brings them to the Bibles. Some people, it brings them to simulation. Uh, whatever it is, uh, I think more importantly, or, or to me at least more importantly, is uh, since I don't feel that we can answer where are we, that's my opinion. I don't think we can, even though it's good to question it. I think more importantly, what it does is it, it helps us to realize that we've been lied to on a massive scale, that NASA is taking in money for something that they're not doing and why are they lying about that? And more, and, and even more to the conclusion of, of that is, uh, I can't prove this, but it's a very good speculation that maybe they're hiding more land. Maybe they're keeping us as slave labor where there's, you know, our ancient ancestors didn't just say the earth was flat and motionless. Um, they said that there was many more continents. You know, they say we have seven continents, but our ancestors said there were several hundred continents. And so what if this treaty this un treaty that's surrounding us is to keep us in because hey you know we're the slave labor and you, you know what i mean so we have this one little place that's slave labor the rest of the world doesn't care doesn't want to get involved uh, who knows and you know in reality our birthright is free land free air and free water if we had free land which is our birthright none of us would be homeless none of us would be you know we'd all be fruitful and multiply and we'd be brothers and sisters with one another and so they don't want that harmony because that's their things. So I, I think that whatever the conversation draws to, the fact that you know that um, not only does all the evidence point, something to really, really um, take in because all of our ancient, they thought too that the earth was flat and it makes sense. So it's not something new. It's not like some brand new, uh, sorry to bunk on the Mandela effect, but it's not like brand new like the Mandela effect. This is something that goes way back since the beginning of our ancestors' time. And it even is in the Quran. It's even in the Bible. It's in the Talmud. It's in many, many other uh, ancient scripts that our ancient ancestors believed this. Why did they believe this? And more importantly, if they're right, and if we're right in our conclusions, then what people have to realize is that they didn't, so flat and motionless, yes, but they also said there was way more continents. So are we being kept as a slave labor? You know, it, it helps us to fight against the matrix and wake up. And, and I think it's good. It helps us to question things. What can we do about it? We, we will find out together. 
How come you can take that approach to that, which is a which is a beautiful approach, and, and it's 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 one that I completely agree with. Yet you you rip apart the Mandela effect because there are no answers to the flat Earth, and there are no answers to the Mandela effect. But the two of them coexist, and the two of them are on par with a grander and bigger truth. Because again, flat Earth brought me somewhere bigger. Flat Earth right. brought me to simulation, but I've also I've been fascinated, fascinated with extra Earth more earth like extraterrestrials they talk about aliens and we're about to be hit with an alien invasion you know i know we all sound kooky and crazy when we talk about that but operation blue beams out there ladies and gentlemen they've been pumping this bullshit into the air for a long time it's partially what the chemtrails are we're gonna see some crazy shit that we've quote-unquote never seen before we're also aware of operation blue beam which is an interesting uh piece in and of itself and if you're not aware of interesting uh, of of operation blue beam you should be um, but the thing about Operation Blue Beam and the fact that we're aware of it, you know, we aren't aware of extra Earth, even though they call them extraterrestrials. So the aliens are coming from extra Earth. So the aliens, so the aliens, quote unquote, from space could be from exactly the the air quotes space, uh, could be coming from the Earth, the the other thousands of continents that you're talking about. You know, there's a ton, a ton, a ton of things that could be happening. So the so it could be Operation Blue Beam, which we've been allowed to know about, which means we could be uh, we could be seeing holograms coming up real soon. Um, you know, we are also familiar with uh, DEWs, direct energy weapons, that burned down California, and then there was a story that allowed us to understand, you know, what was burning down California. But there's also a high understanding and comprehension that you know perhaps we were under attack. Perhaps the powers that be did not want California to be doing what it was doing because houses were burned to the ground and the tiny little eight foot tree on the front yard is still beaming fine, you know, and the house is yeah. obliterated. So it's, it's, it's insanity. So we've got, you know, we've got all of these things out here. We've got all of these opportunities and all of these possibilities out here. Um, this extra earth, I'll tell you in my, in my life and in my journey, and before I depart this reality, this realm, I will be chartering a boat and I will be heading towards Antarctica and I will be doing my best to find out how to do it, how to, how to, how to look because operation high jump to me, Admiral bird, again, the things that we're allowed to know about, even that, you know, even that, you know, I ask questions on, but you know, when he says there are, there are lands on the other side of Antarctica that, you know, are, yeah. are continents, you know, and the size of green prairies and he saw woolly mammoths that we thought were extinct and so on and so forth. Mm. And, and, you know, you think about it and people see all this ice and they go, how could there be green pastures beyond that? Well, actually you must not know geography very well because look at the big Island of Hawaii where I live, there's 13 different uh, type of climate zones on that Island alone. There's desert, there's beach, there's snow, there's rainforest, there's all kinds of stuff. So it's, you know, we just see the ice and we think, oh, it must be ice as far as your eye can see. Well, there's a lot of places on earth like New Mexico, Las Vegas, and so on and so forth that during the wintertime, it's nothing but ice. During the summertime, it's like a scorching, heating desert. And so I think that Admiral Byrd and in his interview that I saw of him on TV, not just literature, but actual interview where he was speaking of this, I believe him at his word. And that's not good for me to do as a truther. But I do believe him at his word, and I think that they did find more land, and I think that it's a big cover-up to keep us as indentured slaves because think about it. We have our birthright of free land, free air, and free uh, water, especially the free land. Well, that ends homelessness. That ends you having to go to work. Instead, you can be building your family. You yeah. can still work, but yeah. you're working for your family. You know what I'm saying, right? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't subscribe to the whole go to work and earn a paycheck business. I mean, I'm, I, my whole life I've been at war with, with all of those people just because I can. Uh, you know, I, I, I saw through a lot of stuff at a very young age and I, and I took certain steps. Um, and, and, you know, the world right now is built on the simple fact that you've been manipulated since day one with regards to everything you've ever taken in and seen. Think about everything that you're afraid of right now, ladies and gentlemen. It all came from the television. So the television in and of itself was invented to give you an idea, to tell a vision. Uh, and, and, and that vision is fear, is scarcity, is war, is, is aggression. So we're, we're going to tie it up a little bit here because we, we've run long. But I want to know, you know, is it possible? So now that we've had this conversation, now that we've had this debate, now that we've talked about all kinds of stuff, is it possible that maybe you're wrong about going out of your way to debunk the Mandela effect? Could it not be wise to take the best parts of it, which is what you had mentioned before, where it leads, it's a gateway conspiracy, as it were. I mean, is it is it such a big deal that you, like to you, is it such a big deal that you think that that it, you know, it, it can't be, it can't be utilized for a positivity light. And the fact, again, which brings us back to, to it existing, the fact that it exists, don't you think that that in and of itself means we've got something more important and something bigger that we can all work together on? No. Um, and the reason yeah. why is, is, is two reasons. Well, there's a lot of things that exist. There's a lot of rumors that exist. Um, the Mandela effect uses residue instead of proof. But here's, here's my main argument for, for the answer of no. Um, so as a truther, forget the Mandela effect. Mm -hmm. As a truther, what do we say to people? Turn off your TV, just like you just mentioned. Don't watch your TV. Don't listen to the lies. Don't get sucked back into it. Well, unfortunately, if you want to become a really good at the Mandela effect, you're going to have to go through endless I Love Lucy episodes, Ed McMahon, Berenstein Bears, uh, Fruit of the Looms commercials, which I've debunked all of them. I don't uh, think I people will, though. all of them in this show. I didn't. And it's getting you to do what the opposite of what we tell people to do, which is turn off your TV. Instead, they're watching countless mm. hours of stuff that you shouldn't even be paying attention to that's pointless, uh, and, and it's drawing us back into the matrix. So... I believe that it's drawing us back into the matrix under the guise of truth. Fascinating. That's such a valid point. Uh, and I know Brian's probably listening to this. He's like, fuck you. Um, By the way, I love Brian Stavely. And um, he, I've been on his show many times. And, uh, you know, his, his only beef with me is that I voted for Trump and he thinks that I'm some kind of traitor for doing so. And my only beef with him is that, uh, you know, he's promoting the Mandela effect, which I believe is uh, the equivalent to, um, you know, Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot, you know. So that's 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 really it with me. I love the guy. I think that he does a great job promoting truth. He's very adamant. And, you know, God bless him. You know, keep doing your thing. I'm just, it's just my opinion. And it's just Brian Staley's opinion. It's up to all of us to make our own minds up and don't fall into groupthink. Don't fall into groupthink. No, there's a lot of good stuff in that too. There is a lot of good stuff in that. Um I, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna come to the defense of uh, of the Mandela effect. You're right when you say it drags you back into uh, the Matrix. My my take on that is is literally everything that we do in this world is of this world. And what I mean by that is, we're regardless of anything. You and I have talked about a ton of stuff: stuff you've known, stuff you've debunked, stuff you've looked into, stuff stuff you believe but can't prove. Stuff you believe to be true, like Elvis. You and I both know that Elvis probably didn't die the way they said he did, but you said, give me proof. So that makes sense too. Um, 
You know, there's a lot yeah. of things. Why is the COVID nefarious? Why is Loch Ness monster even an item? Why do we right. care about Bigfoot? You know, why why are all these things a thing? But the truth is, all of them, in my opinion, this is the way I look at this whole thing. My opinion is we're sitting in a spot right now where we're in a maze. And one of my favorite quotes is, we're not here to get out of the maze. We're here to experience the maze. So every time you find out something new, something old goes away or something changes. That also, to me, is a possibility for the Mandela effect because things change. The Matrix movie talked about it with the, with the fucking drawing a blank on this uh, deja vu. That's what it was. It was the deja vu that, that, that they said was the glitch in the Matrix that, that was, you know, changing things. Um, my, you know, my, my belief in all this, again, because I come from a place that states that we're in an energy-based universe, the Mandela effect is is mandatory in that universe because my belief system dictates that things change, energy changes. You know, there are certain computing powers that offer up certain things that change other things. So the Mandela effect to me isn't CERN, isn't alternate realities, isn't anything. It's fascinating to know that there are changes and there are physical changes and changes that I remember that nobody else remembers that could be completely wiped under the closet. It could be wiped away completely. Uh, but it's my experience. So my experience dictates that I, I want the Mandela effects to be around because I appreciate what it does and how it leads to other things. Just like you want to debunk it because in your terms and in your reality, it's detrimental. And yeah. I firmly believe that everything we do and think we're breaking out of is literally just another layer of the game that we're playing. So no matter what we're doing, it's, it's totally irrelevant. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, everything that you're doing is absolutely irrelevant in my opinion, but it's absolutely mandatory that you do it. And that's, that's kind of the fun thing. So, I mean, I don't know. I, there was no answers. I don't think that we got anywhere further here, but anyone that was listening to this show, they certainly got some more stuff to look up. I think, oh, yeah. you know, and, and, and I think with somebody who has, you know, my, my knowledge level and or the, the paths that I chose to go down connecting with somebody like you, the paths that you chose to go down enable a conversation that will create new paths for new people. Nobody's better than anybody else. Nobody's worse than anybody else. We're all just traveling down paths right now. Amen. Um, I'm going to wrap it up on that. Do you, is there anything you wanted to add to that? Or is there anywhere I can send these guys that can, they can learn more about you and what you're up to? Um, well, uh, if you want to check me out on YouTube, you can. My uh, other YouTube channel got shut down, too, for the same reasons. I believe it's because I was talking about COVID, so which I mostly stopped talking about it because uh, people say, what? why did you stop, Joey? Are you a coward now? No, it's just, you know, if you have no voice, then you're not powerful. So uh, I more so give subtle hints and don't talk about it too much. But I, I have a, a backup channel that I use now, and I hardly ever go on there. I usually go on Facebook. So if you guys want to check me out on Facebook, uh, check me out under Joey Rocha. Um, but my last parting words, I guess, are uh, thank you so much. And uh, to double down, I guess, or to go all in on the Mandela effect, uh, nobody's names are changing. That's because we remember our own names. And also the Mandela effect is only in English. So, and it was invented not too long ago by Fiona Broom. She's the one who popularized it. We can put our finger on it. And lastly, if the Mandela effect community used proof I, I could look at it and try to debunk it. But since they use this thing called residue, 
which is just parodies, then I cannot. I debunk Queen's song. If you guys want to hear that, check me out on Facebook. We are the champions. There's an extended version. So it's, you know, and, and much, much more. Fruit of the Looms, you know, uh, Tiny Tunes, all of them, I've, I've debunked them all. And because I've debunked all of them, um, and they're so silly, I, I, I've decided not to continue looking into more to debunk. As opposed to that, I just try to challenge people on what they believe are Mandela effects. And if I can thoroughly debunk them to their liking, hopefully I may change their mind. Or maybe they'll change my mind. Yeah. Um, well, I, I didn't have my mind changed because I'm not looking at it for the same reasons you are. I like that you said that it was only in English. That's an interesting twist. But then again, I'm not speaking, yeah, any, amazing, right? I'm not speaking any other languages. So there could be a whole group of people. Yeah, but it's not a phenomenon in Brazil. It's not a phenomenon in China or Japan oh, we don't know or that. anywhere else on earth. Because your circles and my circles don't run through Brazil or China. Right? So, I mean, that's worth that's worth looking into. Is the Mandela effect running rampant in China right now? No. <laughs> Are y'all going crazy? It. They don't even know what it is well, over there in, in other countries. They hear us talking about it. Oh, it sounds kind of interesting, but they don't really watch too many American shows. So it's, but it's on only top popular in America. But on top of that, see, right now what you've just done is you've introduced a piece of information that may or may not be true. Um, that's your... Fact check me, guys. Fact check me. That, that, that blew my mind because it was a question I was asking when I was first looking into the Mandela effect. Hmm. Just normal questions. I wasn't debunking it in the beginning. I was open-minded to it because I heard people talking about it, especially people who are flat earthers. I said, well, let me look into this. This is interesting. I mean, really interesting. Hmm. Especially I love Lucy. I, I remember Ricky Ricardo saying, you got some explaining to do. And then I debunked it. And I said, oh, okay, that's the reason why. But one of the questions that I came up with was, hey, are there... Mandela effects in any other language, there weren't. So it blew my mind. I'm like, that's kind of curious. And, that and would so be, it's always stuck with me. That would be a takeaway from me from this. I would want to now look into that as well. Yeah. So good. to all my German friends, uh, hit us up. I haven't even dropped the phone number. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get your voice heard, uh, you can give us a call. If you're in Canada, it's 647-338-1265. If you're in the States, it's 708 733 5001. We are having issues with that voicemail, um, but bear with us on that. Uh, if you have left a message and you didn't hear it on the show, please leave another one uh, for the American phone number. Uh, the Canadian phone number again is 647-338-1265. Give us a call. Leave your message. Have your voice heard. Let's talk about what you want to talk about. Uh, and Joey, thank you a lot for coming uh, here, for doing this. Um, you know, there's I want, you know, I definitely enjoy having the opportunity to be pro and con and for and against and right. hearing all different sides of all different things, because there's so much to talk about. And there are so many questions out there that none of us have ever answered. And every last one of them leads to freedom of depression, of anxiety, of anything. We aren't mad. We aren't crazy. We aren't rambling. We're all literally all of us at every stage that we're at. We're all just trying to figure it all out. Correct. Um, brother, before you let me go from your show, if you would, just give me two minutes. Uh, there's one Mandela effect that I think is the most important Mandela effect to debunk because I think it just makes so, it makes so much sense how to debunk the, the Mandela effect as a whole. So there's the, the Mandela effect of the Volkswagen logo where there's no slash in between. And if you haven't heard of it, it's, it's a, like one of the major Mandela effects. Now, I could debunk any Mandela effect, but let's just go to that one because it, it, the logic behind it helps people to realize why I believe the Mandela effect is uh, ridiculous. So the Mandela effect community claims that Volkswagen has been magically changed, whether it be by CERN or God or whoever's doing it, 
um, and it's never had a slash in it, and now it does, which is true. It's never had a slash in it. So what's the explanation that you yourself or me myself, I can go to a Craigslist ad or I can go shopping around for Volkswagen buses and I'll see some that don't have a slash and some that do. That would prove the Mandela effect is right, right? Well, let's debunk it then. Let's just assume that you wanted to buy an old Volkswagen bus and sell it for a profit or just keep it as a collector's. So you have to replace the hubcaps, you have to replace the windshield wipers and maybe some upholstery and also the logo. Now, when it comes to the logo, which is what they're talking about with no slash in it, you have two choices. You can either buy from the original manufacturer, which takes time and money, or you can get a refurbished brand that has a copyright on it so they can't give the exact same brand. So therefore theirs has the slash in it. You can buy that one. It doesn't, it's not copyrighted. So they're not gonna get in trouble for it. You can get it really quickly and you can get it really fast. And anybody who's buying a Volkswagen doesn't care about that. And that's the reason for the Volkswagen Mandela effect. And I can do that for every Mandela effect. So that's why I wanted to explain the Volkswagen one because when you think it's so simple and it's like, okay, wait a minute. Now that I've explained it to you, can you see how ridiculous it was that you were gonna jump to CERN? You know what I mean? Let's look for logical reasons first is my hopes of this conversation. I still don't think people are jumping to CERN. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they are. I like well, CERN. Well, I mean, I jump into the communities without saying a word just as a silent fly on the wall into these Mandela communities. I go to Brian Staley's shows and other people. And the majority of what they say is one of three things. It's either CERN bombarding particles, which a big majority believe that. Or it's God doing it, or the devil doing it, or both of them together. Or it's just a magical power of us uh, going through this matrix together. Something, something to do with the fact that it's magically happening to where your own Bible can, at your own house, can be changed from the lion and the lamb to, uh, I mean, from the wolf shall dwell with the lamb to the lion and the lamb. And that claim to me is so far-fetched. And that's why I give the actual reasons and explanations so that people can say, Oh, okay, there's the answer. And wow, it's kind of silly that I would jump to the conclusion that CERN or God's doing it or something else, you know. And so that's why I, I do it because, like I said, with the mixed martial arts um, statement, I want to keep the purity, the integrity of the truth community because there's a whole lot of things that we can talk about that are provable. And I believe that if you want to talk about Mandela effect or if you want to talk about uh, Bigfoot, I believe that that's a great conversation to have, but not in the truth community. I believe that that's a great conversation to have just you know hey what do you think about this what do you think about that i have theories too like maybe there's more land but i don't pose that i don't go out there telling you there's more land and if you don't believe it you're a more land denier you know what i mean it's like okay great talk about that but can we prove it if the answer is no then it doesn't belong in what we call the truth community because the truth community is what we have verifiable evidence for so well the truth community we're all crazy anyway to some degree like that's what they want us to believe but you know the numbers are growing um i again i'm not I'm 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 pro Mandela effect. Uh, I, I'm also pro your uh, decision or not, not your decision, but I'm I'm pro your position as well on that. It doesn't make me wishy washy. It doesn't make me anything other than the fact that I love the idea that we are able to sit here and have this conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And this is free. this this is something that 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 breaks a lot of people. Whether they hate the truth, whether they hate whether you're pro vaccine or anti vaccine, if you're gonna argue over it, you've already lost. You know, yeah. and there's, you know, there's, there's so much, and that, that goes for absolutely everything. I don't believe in arguing. I don't believe in being a dickhead. Uh, I do believe in being a dickhead. I think it's funny. There's a lot of, I think it needs to come back. I think there's too many sensitive people out there. 
It I mean, needs to come back. I agree with you for sure. Yeah. I tease people all the time and they get their feelings hurt. Yeah. And I'm like, the accuser's the abuser. If you're getting your feelings hurt, that's that's just life. Like people joke around with each other. I do construction and I live in Hawaii where there's a the biggest melting pot of ethnicities in the whole world and we all tease each other. And that's a form of, uh, for lack of better terms, flirting. That's how you're getting to know somebody. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's a crybaby right away, well, you just told on yourself. You know, you're offended. Oh, my goodness. You're going <laughs> to run and cry. When you're a kid, that, that person's uh, not to be played with anymore. But as an adult, now they're, you know, they, they've got all these SJW rules that you have to abide by. I couldn't I couldn't imagine being offended by anything. That, that to me, is, you know, that's just the, the, the weakest, weirdest introduction into this society, into this melting pot. Um, that we could have. So, you know, I think we covered it all and uh, I think you might come back on the show. I think, you know, there's a lot to talk about. I definitely want to talk more about to. flat earth uh, and, and the experience, because I mean, the more we talk about it, the more you've got something to say about it, the more somebody else hears their thought and they take your information, their information, my information, and somebody comes up with some new information. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, if any of you are interested in helping me or working with me, chartering that boat, which whenever we're going to do it, I figure it's going to be around a million um, to get the boat, to get it, you know, properly uh, rented and, and, and charted and to find a captain that's willing to go completely off grid. Cause I think that you get in trouble if you get too close to the, uh, the rock walls over there. I don't know if, but it's going to be a lot of fun and it's not anytime soon. Maybe not that this year, not next year, not five years from now, but in my lifetime, it's going to happen. Uh, Joey, uh, thank you for coming on the show again. My pleasure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of red green, Keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.